You're listening to the Weekend Collective Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Labor have announced uh, some more education policy. Now, it's on the back of um, the Retirement Commission found about 80% of the young people that they surveyed wished that they had learnt more about money at school. Um, and the New Zealand Council for Educational Research found only about 18% of teachers reported regularly teaching money matters within the curriculum. So the Labor Party want to change this. Uh, they've got a compulsory financial skills in schools policy um, which will make it compulsory for all skills to teach financial literacy uh, from 2025 uh, right across the uh, spectrum on at all levels in all schools. And to discuss that, Minister for Education Jan Tanetti joins me. Jan, good afternoon. Hi, Tim. How are you? Not too bad. Um, so how, how much time have you spent developing this uh, this idea? Look, it's, it's been developed over the last couple of years as I've been going around and talking with different groups, including Business New Zealand, including young people, including teachers. They have said that this is an area that they would like to see become more standard across the country, that more people, young people, had uh, experience of this. And so we have been developing thoughts about how we could make this more compulsory to across the sector mm. and making sure that all young people had a bottom line of skills in their financial yeah. in the financial area. How bad is the problem, do you think? Look, I think that uh, it's variable. The, the research that we show, have seen shows that uh, some schools do this really well and other schools not so much. And so it's the fact that we've got inequity that's happening there for our young people, that we need to make certain that all young people come out with a basis of skills. How much, I mean, who's going to teach it? And and, and what sort of additional resources will that require? Because um, teachers themselves, um, I imagine there are quite a few teachers who themselves struggle with understand, with being financially literate, not as a criticism of them, but just generally. Um, New Zealanders. So how are we expecting them to teach it? Look, absolutely brilliant point there. And so what we're doing is we, we're talking about creating a framework so of the skills that are required in a progression. So we're talking about a progression of the framework of the skills that are required. What schools currently have is a number of resources that they are using, including banks and the Retirement Commission, and teachers can delve into those skills and with, with those resources. And we're not talking about taking those away. There will still be flexibility for schools to do that. They will just know what are the basic skills that our young people need to know by the time they leave school. So some of those schools will continue to use outside resources like the banks. Uh, there are apps that they're using, and uh, Kiwi Bank uses the Banker app. Uh, then there's the sorted program that's provided by the Retirement Commission. So they'll still be able to use those resources or those outside people to come in to teach them, uh, but it will, they will know what those basic skills are that need to be taught. How do you actually divide it across the curriculum? Because obviously when kids get older, um, they're heading towards making decisions around their careers. They've got their own elective subjects. So, mm. I mean, is there going to be more emphasis earlier on and, and how do you fit it within an, um, you know, a curriculum where the students are making their own choices as to whether they want to do you know, science, maths, English, physics, whatever? So the way that we've been explaining that is that uh, we have introduced 
the Aotearoa New Zealand histories, which is an important part of the histories curriculum. It's not a curriculum in itself, it sits within a curriculum. So this is a context that will sit within a curriculum. It's likely that it will sit within mathematics and social sciences because that's where schools use it now who are doing this really well. They put it within those curriculum areas. This is a context that will be compulsory within those curriculum areas. Um, given that a lot of the time um, teachers, and we've seen it with the negotiations and arbitration, etc., they've got a lot on their plate. Isn't this just adding to another another sort of brick in the wheelbarrow that they're not going to like? No. So having come from the sector, this is actually giving us, uh, giving teachers the support to understand the different curriculum areas. And what we're wanting to make certain is that we're not doing that and that we're working with the sector to develop uh, a way forward that makes it even easier for them because they will have those contexts built out, they will know exactly what it is that has to be taught and there'll be no guessing around it and no uh, inconsistencies that are happening around the country. They will know what the basics of those skills are that are mm. needing to be taught and they will have that information there for them. How does the, how does the whole thing about com- making it compulsory all, for all schools mar- marry up with well, for instance, you didn't want to be compulsory about the cell phone ban so because you, 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 the rhetoric is that schools know best what is best for their pupils. So how do you reconcile um, as a political policy saying we're going to make you teach this stuff uh, versus schools knowing their students? That's also another really good question for people that understand uh, what happens within schools. You're talking about two different processes there. This is curriculum, and curriculum is mandated in our school system. So while there is a localised curriculum, there are elements of the curriculum that are already mandated and compulsory. What other parts of that you're talking about is enforcement of rules and uh, what works best for those schools to help them understand and be able to work with curriculum. So cell phones, for example, some schools would use cell phones as a way of recording assessments, getting their assessments recorded, um, and they would need that. So you're talking about two slightly different processes. Okay. Just um, just um, lucky last question. Um, a little while ago, there was a, a leak of a draft um, where a lot of science teachers were shocked at the um, absence of mentions of physics, chemistry or biology. So there's been a bit of a backlash against that. Where are we at with the drafting of the science curriculum? Um, have, have we advanced a little more on that or is, is there feedback that's been considered from those teachers who are concerned? What I can tell you around that is that we're absolutely, the final curriculum is absolutely going to have the biology, physics, chemistry in it. What was seen was what's called a fast draft. It's like high-level ideas that Mm. go out and say, are we on the right track? Clearly, the ministry was not on the right track. When I saw that, Mm. I thought that's that's not, we're not anywhere near being able to really to to be at that level or it's too high level. So we're going back, I've asked my officials to go back and have another think about it. They've come back and already said to um, schools that they are working closely with them, working closely with teachers and experts, and it will be later on in the year that they put out the draft of the next stage. So a little bit back to the drawing board um, to, to allay those concerns, is it? Yeah, and absolutely, and that's what it should be. It should be working with the sector to make certain that we that we're getting this this right. You know, sometimes it is going to be wrong when they bring those drafts out, but 
that's the whole idea of getting the drafts out so that we do get it right. Our young people are too important to get this wrong. Excellent. Um, hey, I really appreciate your time this afternoon, uh, Jan Tanetti, Minister of Education. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. For more from the Weekend Collective, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from 3 p.m. or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.